interesting folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Starlight Drive-In. We're here as usual. Me and Carl Kafer. We're supposed to have... Greetings, salutations, everyone. But Carl gave her the old map, and since he didn't know that they'd change roads up, she's in the middle of bumfuck when she's supposed to be here, (laughs) but she'll be here next week. Sorry about that, Rachel. All my fault. No, it's not your fault. It's just that some dumbass gave you the wrong map. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know how it is when they repave them country roads and stuff. What Absolutely. used to be an easy to access drive-in is becoming the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these next two weeks are basically one long love note to both Joe R. Lansdale and Jim Mickle. And so why don't you tell them who Joe R. Lansdale is, and I'll talk about Jim Mickle a little bit before we start. The God of Writers. Yes. And Jim Mickle is a great – we'll get into him when we get into the film. But he is a uh, genre director who, to this date, has not done one bomb. Everything he's done is gold, seriously. Man is really, really good at what he does. Okay. And him and Joe just seem to be, turned out to be a perfect mix with each other, as you'll see when we get into the movie. But as usual, first trailers. And we're on. (laughs) (laughs) Driving Grindhouse movie trailers from the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, three. At 2 hours and 31 minutes and 15 seconds. So you get okay. that bad boy keyed up. <laughs> yeah, now I would start choking up. But yeah, get it keyed up and get ready to go in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, now. Oh, look, Carl, it's Swedish Train. And then the Swedish Girl, Christina Lindbergh, star of Ziller Cruel Picture. This is one of her more normal sex movies before she started doing the batshit crazy stuff like The Depraved, Thriller or Cruel Picture, Sex and Violence, the Japanese one she did. 
Okay, and while you're talking about Christina Lundberg, let's talk about the director of this, who is my second favorite, and uh, certainly in the top three or four uh, exploitation people, sexploitation people, both softcore and hardcore, and that's Joe Sarno. Joe Sarno is a god when it comes to sexploitation. He truly is. Yeah, but this is not one of his best ones. I uh, no, actually this is this is a groundbreaker, man. This is this is a total groundbreaker. I'm not saying it's a great film, but for what he did, this was one of the first to come over that wasn't uh, uh I am curious yellow or I am curious uh blue or purple, whatever fucking color you want. I have to say it, I love that. And he likes to then he rings his bell a little ding a ling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Whoever this guy is, he's the coolest motherfucker in the movie. He's like the Greek chorus or a gay bitch. I'm not decided yet. Yeah. I have a cheap DVD of this. And, and, and uh, uh, when I have my DVDs, I'd like to watch it every so often. Uh, How come no. we need a good Joe Sarno box set? We never did get one over here. Same with no, we never did. Starcore stuff. And actually, like. You know, I'm not saying he didn't do good hardcore, but I prefer his softcore, just like I prefer Radley's softcore. So, so uh, his hardcore is goddamn great too. Only Carl would make a statue like that. <laughs> made in Sweden. Oh, this is made in Sweden, not Inga. You can get a pretty decent DVD of this from Impulse Films. Which is when uh, Synapse uh, put out their more adult material. Okay. Still Joe, Joe Sarno, though. Still Joe. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh, this it's a is motorcycle. one of my favorites from the early 80s. I don't know what Carl thinks about it, but I love the shit out of this. This is Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan. Okay, you know what? A, what? I don't know this film. I mean, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Well, basically, Fred Ward gets zapped back in time to the Old West in his fancy motorcycle. And the first thing he does is give this old man a heart attack because he don't know what the hell he's looking at. I mean, it's Fred Ward, man. What do you expect? It's good. <laughs> okay, this looks like fun. This looks oh, like a is. lot of fun. It's a real fish out of water movie. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I've seen this at the movie. This was 
<laughs> Don't you hate when that happens, Carl? When a girl pulls yeah. a gun on you and forces you to take your clothes off? Oh, I'm I, I'm into that actually. That's fine with me. But yeah, and Lauder too. Oh wow. Yeah, this wasn't distributed that much because of how really bizarre the mix is across the motorcycle movie and western. L.Q. Jones. Oh, L.Q. Jones. Fuck that, man. I'm in. Oh, Michael Nesmith wrote it. Yeah, and the music. Oh, this one is a good, good one. This one's. If you watch the trailer, you'll think this is another Bonnie and Clyde ripoff. But this one is a goes into darker, weirder, and creepier places than you would expect. Right, Carl? Yeah. Again, I I'm not sure I've seen it. Sonny and Jed. <laughs> oh, listen. Direct, it's got Thomas Beyond. So yeah, it's got to be good. Yeah, it's directed by Corbucci. Okay. I'm in. Look how abusive he is right here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Remember when National Born Killers come out, they, uh, the reviews sort of accused it of, uh, ripping off Sonny and Jed, some of the reviews. Yeah. And see, Kelly Savalas in a pimp coat. <laughs> okay, we like that. Nice. Uh, this looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. But like I said, it gets fucking dark towards the end. He hit a hint with it with the way he backslapped her in the earlier scene. From now to death, when life unless you wish something, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Did you hear her? <laughs> and put out by KTL International, Carl. Jesus. Well, KTL, if I remember, the distribution company didn't have anything to do with the toys or the records until later. All right? Yeah. They were film distribution first. Bryanston Pictures, oh, the only company, if you ask for your money, you probably end up in a fucking grave. This one is so fucking good, Carl. I I got this at Monster 
uh, Bass, I think it might have been the year you were with me. You looked at the box and you're like, well, why'd you get that piece of shit? And I'm like, because it's fucking great. Now, this I do not know. Now, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I don't know this one. This is where Lee Van Cleef stopped. Well, I, if you go back in the archives, you'll see that me and uh, Mike House did a watch of this. Basically, oh, nice. uh, this town is treating that guy like crap, and then uh, Lee Van Cleef comes in and takes him under his wing, and it slowly turns out that Lee Van Cleef is a son of a bitch in this one. And this scene right here is just amazing to watch, even though they only use clips of it. In the movie, it's fucking amazing. Look at this. Nice. A fucking powder gun low duel on a fucking moving horse. Wow. Isn't that great soundtrack? Yeah. Is that a Morricone soundtrack? No, I forget who does it, but it ain't Morricone. Or is it, it sounds maybe like Ortolani. Yeah, I think it's a Bruno Corbucci. You know. Uh, Bruno no, Nicolai. Bruno Nicolai, yeah. But this is so fucking good. <laughs> Day of Anger. Oh, that one is definitely worth seeing. Oh, that means I can watch this now for all audiences. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. This is Smokey and the Good Time Hustlers. There's only one really good thing about this movie. Well, two, Slim Pickens. And there's Dennis Frimple in the background. Do you remember House of a Thousand Corpses, everybody? Dennis Frimple's the guy that played Grandpa in it. Cool. Okay, well, you know so explain Frimple. this. So, so explain this for our audience, because we were talking about this earlier. Um, this is what they call Smokey and the Bandit Exploitation. Good old boy and it's bullshit. Right, and it's basically Southern Drive-In. This didn't come north. When I first no. saw this as a trailer, I said, what the fuck is this? Huh? And then the film will and, walk and, around and with that damn thing. Uh, there, 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 there's a uh, uh, ventriloquist down there. Yeah. What the fuck? And they accidentally end up in the demolition derby thing. Dennis Sprimple's good, but then Dennis Sprimple was good about anything. He was in a lot of them, too, that guy. Yeah, I've seen him before. But, yeah, you have to know Dennis Sprimple, man. I'm surprised. He's one of the great character actors. He was the... One of the two gay cowboys in uh, the Wild Bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
He was the one that kept getting his feelings hurt, and the other one had to console him. Keith Jones had to keep consoling him, you know. Oh, honey, he'll be all right. Nobody tells me how to run my business. Okay. These yeah. were I'm very semi successful down south because they were made cheap and they played for the backwards country audience who ate this shit up. Like Carl does cheese. Exactly. This looks really fucking bad. I'm just saying. Oh, it's not that this good, but not... Dennis Prample's good. <laughs> well, I, I do like the older one ticket, but there's no way I would rent this. <laughs> Directed by Halco. Distributed by Halco. Yeah. Yeah, frightening. Oh, God. Oh, what do we got? Oh, no, this is... Uh... Another this is another trucker exploitation film with uh trucker hookers. You know. They were just traveling along and they ran into a small time southern sheriff. You know. Smokey and the hot wire game. You know if all of these, a lot of them had just Smokey in it. Smokey is the bandit. Smokey bites the dust. Well, well, you know, Henry Fonda was in one of these. The great Smokey um, roadblock. Roadblock case. James Keach. Ha, 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 If these played anywhere outside this house, I would be shocked. My jaw would just drop and hit the floor. Oh, absolutely. This is a very rare trailer for JC, a.k.a. The Jesus Trip, which is a very rare and bizarre 70s biker film based on the Jesus Christ allegory. Which is love and lives right. Except this Jesus don't turn the other cheek, he'll just beat the living shit out of you. <laughs> I wonder what JC stands for, Carl. I mean, I'm wondering. I think this might be a uh, nice double feature to uh, Grease's Palace. Yeah. Yeah, this is one I've never heard of before. So you and I talked about it. Yeah, this is a very I don't I don't know if many prints of it exist. This is the first time I've even ever seen a trailer for this. 
It's just one of those I've read about in books. Afghan Embassy. That's what happens when I eat chili. Fuck this movie! Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you, Richard Benjamin! And fuck you for who? God, fuck this fucking piece of shit. Okay, so I have to explain what I have to explain what a seagull is. Give me a minute. So a steagle is not Richard Benjamin. They say it's Richard Benjamin. It's not. Okay? A steagle was a football player of a certain team in the 40s when the World War II was going on, and they combined the, the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Philadelphia Eagles, into the Steagles. That's what a steagle is. Okay, go on. Go on. This uh, is Steven. another piece of shit movie, really anti-Vietnam. And why they always had to cast uh, Richard Benjamin in these roles as the douchebag? Because he was good at it. He was good at it. Yeah, but none of the movies were hit. After the first couple of flops. I missed that. You could tell now, now I have, a lot of money on this piece of shit. But now, I have seen this movie, and it's, uh, trust me, this is not a good movie. No. Just want to make sure that people know that. It's just Richard Benjamin fucking around, leaving. For, this is a movie for men, middle-aged white men in the late 50, 60s, early 70s, going through a middle-aged crisis. That's exactly what it is. My dad started watching this thinking it was going to be a, a, a sports movie. Ten minutes into it, he turned it off. Why didn't you warn him? Because I didn't know at the time. Oh, God. Oh, and that was in the 70s when this came out. He is not a steagle. He's Sorry, a he's Fuck this movie. Or as, or as uh, uh, Pittsburghers would call a jagoff. Okay? He's a jagoff, not a steagle. That would have made a better title, I think. Oh, look, it's a realistic earth. ABC Movies! And the best comedy of the half hour tonight. Even though you probably fight me on it, I think this is this this director's best comedy, and the one that still has me cracking up. I I like I like this film. <laughs> I like early early uh, Woody Allen. This is the best of his earliest films. That means bananas and da da da. I mean, it's hilarious. We're here to rob the bank. Oh, I'm sorry. We scheduled for two thirty. Oh, it's one thirty. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. It happens. 
And it's done like a documentary, too. It's sad out of all of the films, this one's really been the forgotten one of his early films. What was the one where he took the Japanese film and, and, and redubbed it? What's up, Tiger what's up, Lily? Lily? That's the one I like the most of his early stuff. This is good, though. This is really good. This one has one of his greatest bits ever with him and the black guy chained together, and they're like, we're very close as a family. Yes. <laughs> I love this. Have you ever had an apartment that bad? Uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just love, and I love this bit right here. Have we all had days like that, Carl? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah, that's all it's supposed to be. Oh, and Carl, take care of these. These are the two edited-together episodes of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. These are our last two trailers, and these are then. Take it away, Carl. Okay, so Man From U.N.C.L.E. was a TV show in the 60s. I was about 10 years old when it came out, and I was hooked. I loved these shows. Uh, And what they did is they took two episodes... Uh, of each, put them together and, and release them. I understand they were released in the U.S., but I, I figured at the time that they were more European releases. But what they've no. done is, well, we discussed that. You, you corrected me on that. But, yeah. but here you've got major stars like Herbert Long, Joan Crawford. So what they did is they picked the ones with the biggest stars, put them together, and there you go. You got a movie. I love the Herbert Lom's line right there. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. It won't be, you won't be able to tell it at autopsy. Interesting that it's Kim Darby, too. It's just, this is right before uh, she hit it big in True Grit. Um, and and, and uh, the other thing is, you'll see that the both of these trailers are Napoleon Solo. Uh, Robert Vaughn centric, but my favorite uh, of the two was was uh, David McCallum. Let's be honest, uh, David McCallum was so popular that the star of the show was like Stone Cold fucking jealous and hated the fact that he was the more popular one. Oh yeah. Another thing is, but have you was, ever run run into get uh, into uh, any of the toys like at a uh, garage sale or or a flea market? 
buy them if they're not too expensive because I'll tell you, they're worth shitloads of money. Go ahead. Steve. Yeah. And some of them sure, were just rebranded. Uh, uh, James Bond toys. And here is the yeah. second film. This trailer doesn't even show David McCallum one fucking bit in it, Carl. No, it doesn't. U N C L E. This one doesn't even try to hide that. It's uh, Robert Vaughn, the man from Uncle. Right. So Uncle means the United National uh, uh, Consortium of Law Enforcement. That's what Uncle means. I think I like Mother and Father and the uh, Avengers more. Carol Lindley? Yeah. See, they're doing everything possible in this trailer to make uh, what's his name into the star. Oh, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Global. Imagine if they actually did shoot off a rocket that fast. Okay. Bradford Dillman, Dillman. is just basically the asshole of... of uh, 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 Action films in, in the 60s and early 70s. Seriously. He was always played an asshole. Julie London! Oh, there's Jerry Hawkins. Yeah. Whoever he is, I like him already No, no, that's Bradford Dillman He's great Love Dillman Violence is your Uh, apartment, so I'll just stand here You would probably best know him as the the star of uh, Bug The uh, cockroach movie of the 70s Oh God, yes, yes, yes I, I try to forget that movie, except for the scene when it also, burns the cat's ass He's off. also in one of my favorite weird uh, John Frankenheimer films, 99% and, 40, 99 and 44 one-hundredths percent dead. <laughs> what does that say to me that my favorite scene in Bug is when the cat gets its asshole fried? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh it's, it's for done! time to start. Yay! Yep. And with the sad grin on our faces, the trailer is done. It's over. That was a good set of trailers that we did. Thank you for finding that. Well, I'm a trailer junkie, as I said before. Oh, absolutely. What the hell is it? Damn it. You son of a bitch. Oh, there it is. Oh, good. I'm all set up now. We're going to be watching Cold July. I got it on Amazon. You have to rent it on Amazon for $3.99, but it's well worth it. Wait, let me get... Okay. 
I'm at zero zero zero. So am I. But if you have AMC Plus, which I'm watching it on, this goes for all you Walking Dead fans and shits like that. It's free on there. Yeah, but I don't have AMC Plus, so I'd run it. Oh, so you forgot That's okay. I can afford that easily, it. you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> but here okay, we go. I'm ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. Enjoy the credits right here, folks, because this is all you're going to get as a person to this movie. Okay, are we going or not? Yeah. You didn't say go. I said go. Damn it. Okay. Okay, I'm past IFC Films now. Tell me when you get past Memento Films. Okay. This is another multi-company Okay, I'm gone. I'm past Memento. I'm past Memento. BSM Film Studio. This is one of those multi-studio pictures. Yeah, they had to pull the money from everywhere to make this. Yeah, BSM Studio presents. Okay, there go, There was pretty much all the credit you're going to get besides Belladonna Productions. They don't believe in credits in this movie. And backup media. Yeah. And Paradise City, label of that manufacturer. Yes, this is definitely a mutt with many fleas. And I'm okay with that. And I love how this opens. And this is set in Neeks, Texas in 1989, the same time of Savage Harvest. And explain to people what Savage Harvest is if they don't know. I'll explain that next week. Well, it's the first of the Happen Winners yeah. novels, right? Yeah. That's all you need to say. Because, of course... How you know who's the boss in the relationship, Carl? The woman who who woke up first. No. It's when the shit hits the fan and you turn around and you're not the one in bed. There's the boss. But I love this. Look at Michael C. Hall. He's got the gun there, but he's got, like, the gun in one place and a bullet in another box. And I love how shaky he is. He's not what you would call your manly hero. And that's a big point in this movie, as we'll get into mm-hmm. more later when it brings it up. And there's his son. <clears throat> it is kind of dark. Yeah, that's how the first is shot. And you're about to see why they had, they made sure that whatever opening credits we had was over that painting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't hate to say this, but this is probably how I react, that thing standing there and then the clock goes off. 
And with that, everything has changed. Ouch. And and look, they're showing that same tableau from the first shot of the movie, but... Yeah. It's covered in brandy. You notice she's backing away right there. Yep. In case you're wondering, that's the same prick from the Two Bear Mambo who locks him up in jail at first. Oh, okay. You know the woman they make fun of when they said the bear looks just like you and your wife? Yep. <laughs> I know shit when I step in it. <laughs> I love how realistic they're playing it rather than, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, we know Michael oh. C. Hall from Dexter, and that's yeah. who I basically know him from. Don't know much but, else about him. Yeah, but this one is definitely a 200% change up from that role. Oh, well, finally we get the title. That's it. No cast listing, no nothing. Framer. Hey, I just got that sort of joke. <laughs> nice. Framer. Well, that is his job. He is a framer, but that cop is trying to... Well, we'll get into it later. Citizen. Yeah, that's why. That's pretty much why, Carl. If you're watching this for the first time, then I don't know why. That's why he's such a perfect patsy there, Carl. Right. Mm hmm. And I love the music choice right here. This whole score is great. And yes, Carl, he did it on purpose to make it sound like a John Carpenter horror score. Yeah. But this blues song right here. You okay? Uh-uh. Ah. Oh, that sounds like Sam Cooke. That definitely sounds like Sam Cooke. Yeah. Well, he's doing the Dexter thing. <laughs> I'm getting you now. 
Hey, look out. Don't make me live the rest of my life forgetting you now. I would buy a new uh, couch. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever uh, see the cleaner? Yeah. It's an interesting I'll, little yeah. film, but but it's about people who clean crime scenes up. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing here. Yeah, I know. Most movies wouldn't get into that. And just leaving everything out for the dump. Yeah. Does that remind you of you and your daddy when you were a little tiny kid? No, because I wouldn't jiggle my foot, feet. You understand. Yeah, but you know, just that little fit. Oh, yeah. I think he actually handled that well. <laughs> what hell of a paper boy. I want my $2. I want my $2. $2. Uh, yeah. Dane's frames. I love this. This is true in any small town. It's not like that happens to you. Everybody in the whole damn town knows by the morning. Absolutely. You forget, I grew up in a small town. Yeah, I know. That's why I knew you'd agree with me. Heard you got you on last night. And and uh, trust me, that would be the reaction of almost everyone in Bradford. Yeah. I love I love this when he says this right here. Mm-hmm. Give me a beer. Ain't it early in the morning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah! Not today. <laughs> Lone Star. Ah, good beer. That's good the beer. Offici- the official beer of Texas. Oh, yeah. Didn't that freak mess you up with the way to describe it right there? He's like, he just murdered him by not even eight hours ago already. They're just burning the some bitch. Yep. Shit don't fall far from the tree.
Oh man, I remember I remember stores like that. You don't see those stores anymore. No. You don't. You have to go to Home Depot or shit, and they have a little section like that. Yeah, and you can't get that shit installed for somebody. You notice that really this is a, the manliness in him is coming out. Yeah. My God, I'm going to get them bars and I'm going to get us a new fucking couch. And look at her reaction when she comes in. Anyone who's ever been married knows that look. If I seen that look, I'd just walk the fuck back out. Hey, Rich. Get out of She's pissed off because she's the alpha. And now we've introduced, with white noise, the third central character in this movie. And now we now what the hell is that? music. You notice that at the first of it when the real scary shit of the gunman there was on. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the scary music. We didn't get the intense music, but now we do. Absolutely. And look how he's acting there. He's not acting like the same cowardly guy he was five minutes earlier in the movie, is he? No. But he, he's on edge, too. I can understand that. Yeah. One of the things that happened to me, that's very true, um, I pissed off somebody who was part of the KKK up in Bradford, and I got a death threat via the mail that was sent to the store. And I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was because I wouldn't run to them. Uh, and uh, the police, all that. And like, I was on edge for a while. Trust me, I was definitely on edge. Well, I'm pissed off at him. Yeah, but you didn't get a death threat either. Yeah, but because of them, I got like two or three ulcers. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> if they would have done their job like they should have, I wouldn't have these ulcers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I do love it. He's going to uh, the, the guy's funeral. funeral. Yeah. So we're definitely 
So let's talk a little bit about Jill Lansdale. Yeah. Because we're definitely in Lansdale territory, at, even at this point. I think it's a lot Speaking of, who was that priest, Carl? I think that was Joe. That was Joe, yeah. It's one of the reasons I brought it up here. Yeah. Which is funny because he considers himself a semi-atheist. No, no, he considers himself a full atheist. Yeah, full atheist. I mean, he he grew up Southern Baptist. We talked about this scene on one of our yeah. sh- our podcasts. Yeah. Oh. Mickle and Lansdale were shocked that they got him, Sam Shepard. <laughs> oh. Sam Shepard, man. Sam Shepard is superb. He's a first. First and foremost, a, a playwright. Then yeah. got into films and did, did some acting. Generally, he would not act in his own. Uh, uh, he would only Anything, act in his own film. Yeah, his own. That he was involved with stuff. Yeah. Either if he produced it or he wrote it or you know he was somehow attached to it. But, yeah. But here he does this. I love how scary he is, but he's not threatening, you know. Oh, no. (sighs) So he pissed off the family. He knows that now. And if you think that's all what this is about, hold on to your hat. No, no. Yeah, this is definitely hold on to your seat. That's why I always love Lansdale because you never know where the hell you're going. See, he's smart, you know. He's starting to make more manly decisions. I just love it. Just the smile. You know? Yeah. See, and and no, see, see, he didn't threaten him. And actually, he knows what, Sam Shepard knows what he's doing. Yeah, the character knows what he's doing, you know. And by the way... what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. So you said there were three major characters. But there's actually going to be a fourth, and we'll talk about that later. Look at her. She's still being a bitch. Look at her. Uh, you can just guess what his married life was before this movie started. Yeah. 
You just shut the fuck up and duck. I miss those glasses. Well, fuck you. His reaction is understandable. Yeah. Okay. It is. So it's hers. You know, that's the one thing about Joe is he'll set up things here to make, you know, a certain person an asshole and a certain person not. But then it'll change. Fuck you. Look, she's asking him to give her the control, you know. She's taking control like she's out. She's definitely the alpha, and she don't like that he's oh, showing yeah. signs of asserting himself. Yeah, no question of that. And she likes it. That's probably why she married him, because he knew that she could uh, be the alpha personality. I actually like being involved with alpha personalities. I don't have a problem with it. I know. See, look, he's start. He's a look at it. He's a asserting himself again. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every actor in this movie is just great. Oh, yeah. It's just sad that this is really... Anytime I see mention, it's always on the best movies you haven't seen type of list. Right. And it's sad. Well, Jim Mickle, who directed this, hasn't had one of those big hits. Even Happen Leonard, which was critically loved, and so was this film. It was IFC's biggest... Oh, no, it was a big hit. It was IFC's biggest ratings hit up until they uh, canceled it for God knows why. And since I called him God at the first, yes, he knows why, but he won't get into it. This is when he starts stops becoming a friendly sheriff, and if you even get a ghost of what's going on, becomes a total son of a 
total piece of shit. Right, Carl? Right. But I think you gave too much away. Well, not that much, but basically by the shot, the way the shots are framed, they're just like, the quote, the quote, like a big old worm on a little bitty hook. You know what I mean? We're almost into full Joe R. Lansdale territory. Give it about five or ten minutes. Because up until maybe five or ten minutes now, this is your semi-normal thriller. Mm-hmm. Right, Carl? Sort of like, you know, there, there's a lot of history of violence in this beginning. There is. Yeah. And the main difference between this movie and the novella is uh, there's a lot more material about Dane and his father and their relationship and how his father was embarrassed by him because he went to World War II, his brother went to Korea and got killed, and uh, Dane was a conscientious objector and uh, didn't go to Vietnam, so his father was embarrassed by him. You know how that family tradition thing goes, man. Oh, yeah. This no, whole I movie and the, and the book is about father figures. Sidestep, mm-hmm. hell, you couldn't even walk up to the line to be rejected. Yeah. Well, I could have walked up to the line. But, but yeah, I... Uh... I sidestepped that because of my illness, my physical situation. There's only one part of this movie that's bullshit. I don't see rain like that happening in East Texas. <laughs> oh, no, it does. It does. Trust me, it does. <laughs> I told you, you know, that, that I had an uh, interview down in Orange, Texas, which is East Texas. is right next to the uh, Louisiana border. And yeah. uh, I remember one day, I was there three days, and one uh-huh. day it was raining like a son of a bitch. Right now you're thinking, boy, this seems like the end of the movie, and we ain't even like a half hour in the sun, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it turns. This turns. And would you say it turns with the introduction of the fourth major character? Oh, a little bit before that causes the fourth major character to come into play. I'm I'm so sorry that Rachel couldn't be with us today because 
she loves Michael C. Hall, and she loves our other actor who plays the fourth character. Yeah. Like I said, they're pulling the old magician's trick here. Which is, look to the right, look to the right, look to the right, look to the right, when really we should be looking towards the left. Exactly. I've never understood that that whole warm milk thing. Warm milk just takes oogie. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. That guy's very fecal obsessed, isn't he? Yes. Look at look. I love that. that Great shot. Doesn't notice that. Oh, that's uh, such a great fucking shot. Yeah. This movie, basically 99.9% got them the Happen Leonard series. Oh, yeah, it did. He absolutely says that. And I think this was distributed by IFC, by wasn't IFC it? Films, yeah. This is really a sad scene once you know what's really going on, not a scary scene. You know what I mean? I mean, how sad was that scene, him wanting to uh, just pet and touch that little boy? That was a point in the novella, too. That's why he couldn't kill him, because his son is aged that his son was when he went into prison. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Carl? Yeah. Number one, I would move out of that fucking house now. If she had let him. Why didn't they check the goddamn crawl space? Yeah, you're not leaving anyone there either.
Okay, so this is a, right now it's set up sort of as a stalker thing. Yeah. Okay, so it's still in relatively normal territory. I love Eddie slobbered on this pillow. Nice touch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Okay, Carl, thank you. We'll be back next week for, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not, we even started. <laughs> Let's talk about Michael. Would you feel the same way? What? Let's talk about Michael. I feel the same amazing way. Yeah. Oh, great that mullet. That is an amazing, yeah, that's a great mullet. That's one of the great mullets of all time. Okay, here's when the shit gets weird. And not for the reason you're The only thing I wish they hadn't given away in the trailer. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting southern. Right here, pre Russell. And he looks and he sees the picture and Why's he looking so weird, Carl? Guys, it's not the person he killed. That's right, he's a framer. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Who knows faces? He knows some weird shit's going down right here. Yeah. And it's just sticking in his crawl, isn't it? He's just like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Exactly. And right here is when the movie really kicks into second gear. Mm-hmm. Instead of driving automatic like most movies, this movie, Mickle and Lansdale is driving the stick shift. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Carl? Oh, no. I think that's a great analogy. I think that's a great analogy because this movie is about not only building tension, but building what the fuck is going on. And then suddenly it turns into really dark territory. This is just dumb, bad luck or dumb luck right here. 
And you can't say enough about dumb luck. Oh, absolutely. I've had enough of it in my lifetime. Hell, we've seen a lot of great movies because of dumb luck. We're bored. Absolutely. We're next to the theater. Fuck it. Okay, right now we're 200% in the Lansdale territory. And even you, first time, like, what the fuck? Weren't your car? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. See, even he's got that look. (laughs) You know? Yeah. If you don't have that look by this time in the movie, then this movie hasn't got you. At this point, you want to know what the fuck is going on. You still don't yeah. know what's going on. You know something's wrong. You well, don't know you what. thought you knew what was going on, and then they just pulled a rug out from under you. Mm-hmm. But I will reiterate that this movie doesn't get into third gear or, or top gear until the introduction to somebody else. Well, no. What- third gear is... Uh, Right after a certain uh, scene late in the movie. Well, no, no, no. That would be that, that would be Fisky. Yeah. Right. That's that. That's that's when it really is moving. But right now, it's in second gear, and we don't get into third gear until the next character comes in. Yeah. We're revving up the third gear. Trust me. And I love the fact that we never do know what in the fuck he's injecting him with. Yeah. But suddenly our, our, our wonderful sheriff is not the person you thought he was. Right? Right. We know that. The way they're doing that is too goddamn professional for them not to have done it before. Right, and that's that's true. Ooh, excuse me. And right now he has two choices. Let this be over and let the guy who threatened his family... Right. And I love the fact yeah. that he doesn't jump to action. He has to think about what in the hell he's going to do. Right. And actually, that's a smart thing to do. You don't jump, you think, you plan. I'm that type of person. I take a long time to figure out what I'm doing. 
Trust me, when I decide to do something, I do it. Yeah. Come on, man. Shit, have got the pot. Shit, got the pot. What's he going to do? Injection was probably something to knock him out. Okay, maybe we're in third gear now. Oh, no, we still got one scene before that other character kicks and comes in. Well, that might be to start a fourth gear. In case you're wondering, that's his family house. Michael Dane's character. So I have a question. You know Joe's writing a little better than me. Uh-huh. Does this character, does Michael Dane show up in any other of his books in the universe? No. Look how manly he looks now with the collars up and the stone look. My enemy has just turned into my frenemy. He realized he wasn't the one trying to fuck him. Right. Pardon me. See, that's another second time he mentioned his father. Right. And look, she's talking to him, but... Well, it proves he ain't stupid. No, he's not. And he's actually bringing him food, too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is an important scene. Yeah. 
This is a great little relationship here. Yeah. See? No, he... uh, So Sam Shepard, as we said, was a playwright. Yeah. But here he's much older. So when he was younger, he was a strapping lass, cowboy. Yeah. You know, laddie. But not here. And he's got this great weathered face with the with with the light beard. And if you don't understand the metaphor, him giving uh, uh, up his dad's shoes to him is yeah. basically Dane saying that he's going, he's using him as a father model, role model, you know. Surrogate. Father a figure. Surrogate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He grew some so now we know something, is, something else is going on here. Yeah. He grew some balls and his wife don't like it. Like a father and son digging a well. Right? Right. And this is really when it really, this is when it kicks in the fourth, as you put it, fourth gear. Because instead of answering any questions, you notice what they did? They cut off his fingertips and knocked all his teeth out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Whoever did that are professionals. <laughs> we. Yeah. They, they fucked you as much as they fucked fuck me as much as they fucked you, sir, brother. Oh, what's on that piece of paper, Carl? I don't know. It's been a little while since I've seen this. <laughs> I think it might be a phone number. Phone number to somebody. <laughs> I wonder who would be calling for help. I think we know. <laughs> yeah. And if you notice, that little boy doesn't have a father figure with him. Right. Um, <laughs> this movie is heavy in the masculine father figure thing. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Red bitch. Ah, here we go. In that country song, just blasting. This is a fucking entrance. <laughs> oh, those shoes. Those shoes, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that smile. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Jim Bobaloo, Blue Detective Agency. And he is definitely <laughs> a reoccurring character in Lansdale's work. He even appears in a couple of uh, Happen Leonard's novels. And sadly, if I they would have been... Go ahead. What would you say? I, I, it's one of the great entrances in film of a character. It certainly is. Yeah. Very <laughs> 
And the Dixie Mafia is the is the main protagonist in the Happen Leonard Sear novels too. <laughs> Go home and act dumb. Yeah, just go home and act dumb. Hell, I'm so one of the things. One of the things that you mentioned to me that I think we should mention here yeah. is that with with uh, this character being a recurring character in Half and Leonard, uh, what, perhaps one of the reasons that they d- didn't renew Half and Leonard after the third season is because this character would have to be in here and the copyright is uh, was up for grabs. They couldn't use this character. Well, they could have hired someone else to uh, be uh, Jim Bob Luke, but he didn't want. Ha- uh, remember, Joe was hesitant to do it without the one and only. <laughs> I love this shit with him in that phone. Don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really brings you back, don't it? Yeah, it does. Hey, like that uh, hula girl, the diamonds, the uh, red zebra stripes. So one of the things here is you, you're looking at three really good actors. And yeah. though I'm not as familiar with Michael C. Hall, Sam Shepard and, 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 and Don Johnson, just icons. I love this. Yeah. 
No mess with his boy. <laughs> right, Carl? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, one of the things that I'm really liking about this and rewatching this is the relationship between Shepard and Hall. What's that movie look, there, playing up there? That's a good question. I never Oh, I that think one. that's Go ahead, Carl. Is that advised in the consent? Is that the premature film? I think so. <laughs> and this ties into the story, but up bump. The night they left the horror show. Because it's about two boys that don't go see. Uh, uh, well, it's more of a tribute to. Because it's about two boys that don't go see Night of the Living Dead because it has a. Negro is a hero. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. She's a bitch. She's definitely yeah. a bitch. Yeah. How do you like that? Treat me girly. Then don't act girly. He is definitely in the alpha male status. His dad, his father figure is rubbing off on him in a good way. Yeah. Well, these days they might argue that, you know, in today's social climate. But yeah, you know, Joe is Joe. Joe is definitely of that old well, school. But, yeah, this is set in 1989 too. Oh, in yeah. that fucking song here. God, does he look ha- like a badass? Well, how can you not look like a badass with this song playing? This is one of those songs yeah. you could do anything and you'd be a badass doing it. You could be making uh, quiche and be a badass with this song playing. But still, that red light and all three of them sitting there. <laughs> Let's get some job. There's Jim Bob uh, Luke's baby. Big farm. Yeah. And I love the fact that you always listen to that real honky-tonk country. And then it's shot in a peg. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I like that. 
Oh, that stack, 93 of those poor bastards are married. And Joel was too. Dog, will you? Yeah. Okay, we are totally in Joe Lansdale territory uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> I am this. Oh, this is a scene. Oh, spot. yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll, yeah. This is when it stops being noir and crosses over into. Uh, Horror territory. Just we're quiet here. It's just because we know what's coming up. This, yeah, that's true. 
This may be one of the roughest scenes that don't show shit ever. This is how you can tell great actors, because they're just showing uh, their reactions to it. So remember, it's 1989. Okay, so it's not DVD. Still, it's still video. That's his son. Okay, he doesn't know it yet. What? That's Shepard's son. Yeah. I love that fact that he just looked upstairs. Just the looks on their faces here. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The way they cut it and that is beautiful. And the looks on their faces. Oh. I love the fact that they're just figuring out how to lie to him. Yeah. It matters. Damn right it matters. Oh, shit. I just love the way this is played out right here. What's on the tape? Huh? Yeah. The way this is acted, the way this is done is so great. <laughs> oh, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> okay, the way this is played and the way Shepard plays this is absolutely gold. And the way this scene is set up and, and edited, Mickle. Hits this out of the park. Seriously. Yeah, and that I just love it. It just shows them sitting out on the porch because they know what he's seeing. Yeah. You know what? I like that house. I would be okay in a house like that. Yeah. And even right here, you don't know what's going to happen right here. No. This this the way this is played is just Come down. 
the way he plays this is just so fantastic. And you don't know what the hell's going on. Is he going to kill himself? Is he going to, you know? No. Let him go. So that little thing that they were sitting out in is the shed, okay? Yeah. Not the house. I'd be okay with the shed. That's all I need. And the pan. I love this. Yeah, he's looking at the frames. Yeah, he's trying to do what he considers normal after seeing that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the dark, one of the darker parts is that the cops know what's going on, but they would rather get the bad guys they want to get than. Exactly. And that's the whole problem with. Fucking Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. We're going to need it. You know, another film this reminds me of, and I want to yeah. bring it up now because we're getting near the end. What? It reminds me a bit of Rolling Thunder. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Okay, this dialogue scene up here was uh, rewritten by a playwright. By Sam Shepard. Yeah, Sam Shepard rewrote this scene right here. Everything that Sam Shepard said is something that he wrote, and Mickle loved it so much that he kept it in. Uh Uh-huh. I got cows in that pasture. How well does that, that this dialogue fit? Oh, this is great. Yeah, people forget how Texas Sam Shepard is. <laughs> That's Shepard. Now, one of the things I want to bring up with Shepard is he wrote one of my favorite films, which is Paris, Texas. Another yeah. East Texas film. Yeah. I didn't have a fucking coffee yet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yes, that's how I dress when I go out on the town, Carl. What, as a waitress? <laughs> no, I dress in full mariachi. I even got, like, the hat and everything. Oh, yeah! Mi mariachi. I don't know what the hell I just said. 
And suddenly Michael C. Hall knows he's way out of his fucking leg. <laughs> and I like that, the fact that he doesn't, uh, you know, that he doesn't just jump into it. He has, no, he doesn't. Like you said earlier, he has to think about it. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I get that. A couple of times where I really wanted to get back at somebody, it took me two to three months to plan. And I'm not joking about that. You get me in that territory, you don't want to fuck with me. I'm a baseball bat carrying motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm way different than you that way. Way (laughs) different. I mean, I get the baseball bat mentality, but I can't, I'm not physically able to do certain things. That's why you use right. a baseball bat. You know, uh, so I find I, one I, I look that for other you can carry, Find one that's heavy enough to fuck up somebody, but light enough where you don't have to put any strength to stick it up somebody's ass. <laughs> but I do love the fact that he isn't that tight. No. See, he's still sitting there thinking. He's thinking. I mean, and you got to look at it. He's found a father figure, and he feels like he's disappointed his dad again. Yep. We contemplated doing this for Father's Day, but then we already had Secret Honor planned, which I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. And that was a hell of a speech. What do you do when a dog? Yeah. Dog goes bad. You either chain him up or you shoot him. And I can't chain my son up, can I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're looking for great Michael C. Hall, check out Six Feet Under the series. He plays like a gay mortician in it, and he just knocks it out of the park as much as he did Dexter. By the way, guess who did the music for Six Feet Under? Who? One of my guys. Stuart who? Copeland. Stuart Copeland. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, you bet. Yeah. That shows how good Michael C. Hall plays, is that you forgot that he was the gay mortician who was dating mm-hmm. the black guy. I did. And I love that he went back. You see, they're not looking forward to the revenge like uh, in the Wild Bunch, you know. Or or even Rolling Thunder. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they at the end of Rolling Thunder, they want to kill, but not here. 
But still, I well, think there's enough. Not in the wild. No, I mean, literally, in the wild bunch, you don't see them like, yeah, we're going to kill these mothers. They're sitting outside no. getting drunk, screwing women, and they have that sense of regret about all of it. Yeah. Jazz video. Okay, just when we're about to kick in the fifth and final gear, we're going into overtime and overdrive. Room. Yep. I love the fact that he picks to be the one to go in and not the other ones. Because right. they're afraid they might recognize well, them. Exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, now it's interesting that, that Don hey, Johnson Brad, doesn't. Hey, to one of your movies, Carl, To Live and Die yep. in the Woods. What movie is that a tribute to? To Live and Die in L.A. L.A., yeah. And this, you can sense that To Live and Die in L.A. vibe in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! I would be pissed off in this video store. There's no boxes to tell you what in the fuck you're reading. Action! <laughs> I love that. He looks back at it and all of a sudden, action. Mm-hmm. Oh, and who's playing that? He, tell me if oh. he familiar. Uh, who is that? Uh, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, okay. See, look at the face, that grin. He's got his dad's uh, oh, grin, yeah. you know. Now, now the interesting thing is, do, do the employees, all the employees, know what's the fuck going on? That's a good question. Of course. Can't you see the Kurt Russell now that I've said it? Yeah. Yeah. I love this different version of the getting armed and getting ready to go to war, go to kill scene than you see in most movies, you know. Eeny meeny. <laughs> I'll take this hot off. Look, compared to how he was at the first of the field, he's got that pistol shaking, and now he's got that salt off just click. And that hero, this is the hero shot. Yeah. None of them got hero faces. 
He's scared shitless. He's just... <laughs> Don Johnson says, "Oh no, not another one of these." And like Sam Shepard, like I'm gonna fucking kill that motherfucker. Yeah, and he's sad about it too. He's like, "Where the hell did my boy no. go so damn wrong?" And that's why we love Joe Lanza. Not because he has the violence, the noir. He has humans in his story. Hey, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, what's the one about Detroit? That one uh, That one really did a number on me, that short story. Oh, the of course, one that incident. I did, that one Halloween? Yeah, that's a great Not from Detroit. Story. Yeah. And Incident uh, on and Off at the Mountain Road, which oh, was done for Master of Horror. Uh, just uh, Godzilla's wonderful. web set program. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe has written for Batman, the series, the animated series. Jonah he's, Hex. He's written, Jonah Hex. He's written for, uh, for, for comic books. He's produced films. Scarlet watched that his son did that he produced. Uh, the Pale Door. Pale Door. Which is on, on Shutter, Shutter, by the way. Yeah. And you should watch it. Yeah. Well, anything he's connected to. And uh No, he's got hey, a gun like on him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've had to do that before. I ain't saying who to, but I've had to do that before. He's got his war hat bonded on, Carl. Yep. And those that were expecting a big shootout there, not so much. Yeah, this one just subverts your expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. I only complain about any of these films. Okay, and this is not a real complaint about the film, but just the way these things are set up. Is if you're following someone, especially on writers like this, they know they should be known. They should know they're being followed. There's two cars on the fucking road. And it stops when you stop. Please. Well, they sort of explain it in the movie. He's like, how do you, in the book, how do you keep following people and not know? He's like, well, most people are stupid is why. <laughs> and sadly, I got no, I got no, <laughs> you know. Fuck the math. And coming up here, I'll tell you exactly when is an improv by, uh, Don Johnson. 
These guys are so good at in this. In every one of these movies, they always say, let's roll. But. Not here. How do you do any time? <laughs> Is that the line? What? Yeah. That's the line, right? Yeah. And even in the last gunfight, this isn't a bang, 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 bang fight. No. Because even in most movies, the problem with most gunfights is that they always shoot like they're ready for a gunfight. Right. And they're not like, what the fuck? Some motherfuckers coming in with a gun just shooting shit. What the hell you mean? Bam, bam, bam. Oh, shit. Well, you know, again, you're you're looking at something here that has a different beat to it. Yeah. This is not your normal noir. It's not your normal horror story. It's not your normal anything. You are in Lansdale territory. Get used yeah. to it. And you should get used to it, by the way. And you're in Mickle territory too, because even Mickle's movies don't no. go in normal direction. I mean, Seth, see, he's not ready for a gunfight. He's bringing in coffee, he's getting a drink. They're getting ready for a fucking movie shoot. Yeah. Hey, like that, he misses his shot because the guy has a tray. Yep. Okay, here we go. We're definitely in number five. Yeah. Oh, shit, my ear. I don't want to be worth shooting piece of your ear off or that damn ringing. Oh, Oh, Why the hell would he put his hand up over there? I love when the light light the light turns red, you know. Yeah. You see, that's how you react to somebody come in and start shooting. Yeah. Ouch. And look at the look on his face, you know. Yeah. There's Michael no, C. Hall is oh doing God. really good work yeah. here. There's no, oh, God. It's very understated. Yeah. And this it's very understated, like, considering what, what you were talking about here. Yeah. He's definitely a killer right now. See, look at the look in his face. He 
Shit. <laughs> That's how I'd react to getting shot in the leg. Oh, fuck. What the fuck, man? Fuck are you? And it's so quiet. In most films at this point, they would be, you know, everybody would be shooting, right? But there are these moments. See, it don't matter how strong you are. If you don't know how to swing a bat properly, you ain't going to be doing shit against nobody. Oh! Stupid. Nice. I got this. Which brings up the old term. Oh, God. Never bring a... Yeah. Never bring a gun, a knife, to To a a gunfight. Okay. I'm just letting you take this. This is yours. Go for it. Here's a final meeting between father and son right here. The first and final meeting between the uh, father and son. And I love how it plays. He could just blow him away right now through that fucking chair. Why would you hide behind a fucking chair like that, Carl? Because maybe that's the only place you can hide. Yeah, but still, I would hide out in the open in that chair. And right now, you know that Sam Shepard's character is pretty much dead. Uh, I'm Ben Russell. I'm your father. And then this came here to kill you. 
Are you my daddy? Really my daddy? That's what they tell me. As far as I know. Oh. And look how he's reacting to having to do that. Yeah. The guy that you thought was the meanest motherfucker in this movie. But that's why we talk about character with Joe Lansdale, right? Yeah. Joe takes you to really dark places, but he shows the humanity of everyone involved. Yeah. They're all human. To their detriment. And this is just a great shot. Yeah. And you notice what Michael C. Hall keeps. He's in a frame, a door frame. No, what's that nope. in his hand that he keeps? I don't know. A lighter. Oh, the lighter, yeah. But he's yeah, in he a keeps... door frame. Think of that for a second. Yeah, I know, but he keeps his dad's lighter, you know. And Don Johnson just looks like an old man here. Yeah. Now, they were carrying Sam Shepard out. So, you know, it's still up in the air whether or not Sam Shepard lived or not. No, he died. They buried him. And look who's living with him. The Mexican girl they saved. Right. And here he goes. The interesting thing is you never see what really happens to the cops, do you? No. And a beautiful end shot. What mm-hmm. How does that fit about how we felt about Sam Shepard's character, that line from that song? Yep. God, this is such a great fucking movie. It is. It's a really, it's a solid, solid film. Yeah. And it's very much a Lansdale film, and that's why we love it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, and plus, it's a Mickle film, too, which is why we love it. Co-producer, Joe R. Lansdale. Sam Shepard. You know, this is the first time we got credits in the whole movie. Vanessa Shaw. Nick DiMici. With Wyatt Russell. And Don Johnson. But yeah, this 
This would be a movie, if you watched it in theaters, you'd still be just sitting there with your jaw dropped. And you uh, mentioned absolutely. earlier when we talked about three jaw droppers. What were the three jaw droppers to you? You never mentioned it while oh. where the movie was going. Okay. So, so when, okay, so, sweet. Okay. When, when, when uh, Don Johnson walks in. Yeah. Into the film. That's that's just a great shot. It's like, oh fuck, things are gonna change. And then and then that scene, you know, with 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 the take. Bad practice, one. yeah. Okay. And the third the third jaw drop is is uh, right after that the look on 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 Sam Shepard's face, and then that scene where you don't know whether or not he's going to kill himself. And then what happens there? Yeah, and I mean, another great one that you don't understand the first time, but the second time is when he sees uh, Dane's son in the bed. Right. And you realize that he's realizing everything that he's lost in his life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, another scene is that scene... A really good one where where Shepard is uh, is tied up, you know, with the chains, and and you know he's trying to explain to him, I didn't kill your son. And he gives him and, his and father's that, boot. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead, courtesy of courtesy Image Ten. Image Ten, yeah. And this is a great fucking soundtrack. I mean, really I good soundtrack. To the soundtrack by itself. It's very, and yes, Nicholas said this is intentional. It's very John Carpenter-esque. Well, it's such a well-done film. Seriously. And if you're, and this is really where Joe has really shined the most is his noirs. I mean, he says he's not a horror writer. I do agree. His best stuff is his noirs. But his horror stuff has more of a sense of humor, and 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 if not humor, a satiric sense. Well, yeah, this is definitely a daddy piece. Yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, I was serious to consider this for, for Father's Day. You know, I you know. know, I made that suggestion. Oh, God, we really screwed up by putting the trailer Why before we- this one. It's one hour and 50 minutes. I didn't check the time. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, but we made it. We made it. Yeah. We made it. That's good. And. Well, I was, I was just going to say thank you very much for having me on. I'm sorry that uh, uh, Rachel couldn't show I know, but give me your, her reaction to this after. 
Oh, absolutely. I would just love to have it there just when everything starts get going south. Yeah. And yeah. next week we're going to be completing our two thing, uh, Jim Mickle, Jar Lansdale with, uh, and his LGB2 with the person I call the world's toughest gay character in movie history. And oh, I agree. If Leonard. you don't believe that, he'll he'll come to your house and kick your ass. Absolutely. And by the way, just so you know, that is not the complete. Joe Lansdale, because in July on Deviant Legion, we will be doing uh, uh, Bubba Hotep. And, yes, I found a copy of it that okay. we could all stream. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that in July on Deviant Legion and, and complete the uh, trifecta of Lansdale. Uh, next Wednesday will be, like I said, uh the first two episodes of Happen Leonard's Savage Season, which is the first one. That's the name of it, Savage Season. I mean, when I got by Bizarre Hands at McKay's, I started devouring everybody. I sent, got the Night Runners, which was great after that. And then I got the, the last book I was able to find easy, which is a little book called Savage Season. And by the end of it, I fell in love with these two characters. Awesome. But we'll get into it next week. And next yeah, Wednesday, so- I'll be on Deviant Legion. And I hope that you're here because I'll be there. Well, me and Carl will all be there. Yes, and I, I, and I was going to just mention this for a moment and let people know. Uh, so, uh, so, so we're going to have Patrick Crane and Robert Walker on with us too, and we're going to be doing a film for LGBTQ uh, month that uh, I really didn't want to do. Okay, and I basically got hammered by both Patrick and 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 Stephen and Robert uh, Walker hold on, hold on. because we are doing. Shall we, right, I'll let on. you do this. Go ahead. Carl was railroader, not hammered. It ain't that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> so what movie are we doing? Come on. Talk to cruising. me. Freakin's Cruising. Yeah. Seriously, it's kind of scary. Kind of scary. But we'll be doing that on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Yeah. On Deviant Legion. So you got two shows on Wednesday, so do I. Well, I'll probably move this on the Thursday so it don't mess with the Wednesday show. Or we could do it a week from today, too. So keep that in mind, too. Either or. Well, of course we'll be recording. Of course we'll be recording next Tuesday. But like I said, da-da-da. Do that. Right, okay. Because okay, gotcha. I like being able to say, I have a show on both Wednesday and Thursday. I'm Superman. Well, whatever the and case. I, I do it and go still, live both days. And we're still debating on what we're going to be doing for the next art film. And then there's this old member of the crew that 
basically begging me with a gun to my head to do another show with me and Carl. So she who must be obeyed, and I mean that in a loving way, will be obeyed, <laughs> and we will be doing another show with Vicky. Absolutely. And Vicky, Vicky, we're also – she just got off of um, uh, teaching, and she has retired – so she and I are talking about doing some shows on, on Deviant Legion 2. We will be back doing our intense show here soon. So that'll be really nice. Yeah, uh, and how she is definitely a part of the family. acting like a prisoner who's just got out of prison. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep, that's the way it is. All right, Stephen, uh, I want to thank this. you very, very much. Yeah, I'm getting it keyed up. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Oh, crap. Passed it up. And thank you for watching this and show up next week. And as usual, goodbye. The drive-in will never die because it's always in our hearts and minds. So, Absolutely. Good night, people. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go? Good night, sweetheart. Where?